Hello, world. Welcome to the Funniest People I Know podcast. I'm George Colores, and here with me today are some fabulous, funny people. On the line today, we have Alexandria Sweat. How are you doing, Alex? I am doing well. I'm doing a lot better this week than I was last time we recorded. I've tried to do a detox this week, which has been interesting, a two-day detox, this Arden Garden thing. As you can see, I'm now drinking wine, so that's where I'm at in this detox. <laughs> We're at the end um, of the detox. Kind of, sort of, yeah, but I'm supposed to still be drinking this Arden Garden juice. Yeah, that's not happening. But other than that, I'm good. Yeah, wine is juice. That's good for you. Exactly. And from his closet in Midtown Atlanta is TJ Jackson. What's going on, TJ? Hey, I am reporting live from a closet, but I am officially a dunkle as of this day, which is a gay uncle, I've been told. And I am doing that, I guess. I don't know. I don't like being an uncle. <laughs> Never mind. Don't call me an I don't want to be an uncle. I'm not an uncle. I have no choice. Yeah, I guess so. So you can call me are TJ. You- like, I'll be around. How are your you. sister and the baby doing? The baby's super chill, which my mom is mad about because my sister was super high maintenance as a baby. Aww. I have baby clothes sitting in my room and I get back. I think that's like the only thing that's changed in my life. So I don't know. <laughs> I'll visit next weekend or so. It's also my sister's birthday, so happy birthday. We have a very special guest joining us this week from her car in Columbus, Ohio, is author Debbie Rigaud. <laughs> How are you doing, Debbie? Hi, guys. How are you? This is, yes, the only way that we can get the conversation going without a three-year-old interrupting us. So, yeah, <laughs> this is my life. <laughs> Welcome That's- to uh, having all the little clothes in your room, TJ, <laughs> with the, yeah. being an uncle. Yeah. You were reluctant about the uncle title. Usually people that are, become grandparents say that. Like, don't call me grandma. I feel old. But first time yeah, you heard I, that about uncle. I feel old with that title. It's weird. But, but you're still cool. Me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I just, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm still getting used to it, I guess. Yeah, uh-huh. Congrats. Thanks. <laughs> and Debbie, we're really glad to have you on the show. Debbie Rigaud is a YA author. She's written the books Perfect Shot, Truly Madly Royalty, and Project Middle School with Alyssa Milano. What's the funniest thing that's happened to you this week, Debbie? There's been a lot of funny kind of gaffes now that everybody's working from home and everything like that. The one that I found funnier happened to my husband, so I'll throw him under the bus where he texted a colleague and said, hey, I called you, but it went to voicemail because I think you were screwing. So and then the guy called immediately. And he was like, um, what? And, then, and my husband didn't know what he was asking about. And then he says, did you see what you texted? And he goes, I meant screening. You were screening. That gave me a good chuckle. Lots of memes and things like that have been keeping me going. Great to speak to comedians because I want to thank you guys personally for always bringing up funny at times when we need it. Even when it's awkwardly funny, it keeps me going. Awkward funny is what we do. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Cringe funny, all of that. Debbie, last week we talked about Atlanta artists and we did a battle between Usher and TLC. 
when you live in a city oh, wow. like Atlanta, you see celebrities often. And I mentioned in our battle that I met T-Boz once and she was rude to me at the airport. And wow. I also mentioned <laughs> the time that I met Usher and was real rude to him. But I didn't elaborate. Oh, yeah. Listeners <laughs> reached out to me and they're like, I want to hear this story. I was at a restaurant in Atlanta, had some late night eats a few years ago, and I'm standing in line, and there's this man who's clearly trying to get in front of me, but I'm waiting to get a table, (laughs) and he keeps trying to shove ahead of me, and I'm being a jerk, and I'm totally spreading so that he can't get by, (laughs) and my friend's like, George move the guy's trying to get by i was like no i'm next he's not going to get in front of me (laughs) and she's like get out of the way he wants to get by i was like he's shoving me and i'm not going to let him get by and she goes he's usher and i'm like i don't care who it is he has to wait his turn not registering that she said he's usher and then i look and sure enough it's usher and he looks at me, realizes that I recognize him, and he goes, I'm just trying to pick up my to-go food. <laughs> and so I was also oh in the wrong. Oh, my gosh. That's great. I love that. George, when you told me this story, it reminded me of the time that I ran into Usher before I moved to Atlanta. This is probably in like 2003. I was down here for my cousin's graduation, and it was my mom and my aunt who, may she rest in peace, wasn't all the way quite there. You know, she had some things. We were in the Sam Goody in Lenox Mall. My mom, if she sees a celebrity out, she will hassle them for a signature or a picture or some sort of photo op or proof that she has met this celebrity. <laughs> we bought Usher in one of the aisles in Sam Goody. I'm 15, so I'm nervous. Usher's fine. That's too much to handle. I was like, oh, my God, it's Usher. And my mom's like, oh, it's Usher. And then Aunt Shirley's like, yeah. And so my mom is like, oh, my God, Usher and Chili, here we are from Louisville. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, we're here for my nephew's graduation. All these details. No one cares. Chili looks like she's ready to go to whatever store she's trying to go to in the mall. And my mom's going on and on. And finally, Usher's like, well, you are a very persistent lady. All right, let's take a picture. We're all in line. Usher puts his arm around me. He almost touches my butt, but it's not a big deal. Oh, my God. But I was 16, so it was completely inappropriate. Oh, my gosh. No, that's not good. (laughs) (laughs) But he didn't know. Picture gets taken. We get ready to say our goodbyes. My mom is like, thank you so much. We really appreciate this. Yada, yada, yada. Next thing I know. We hear Chili say out of nowhere to my aunt, you're not going to talk to me like I'm a child. (laughs) He was like, all right, thank you. Come on, Chili, and left the Sam Goody. (laughs) Have you met Usher? I have met him. It wasn't like a one-on-one situation, like you, George. (laughs) You didn't get into a fight with him. (laughs) (laughs) It was at work. I used to work at Seventeen Magazine. You would get people to come through. Have you ever had an interaction with Usher or any other celebrity in Atlanta? Yes, I have had one celebrity run in. When I first moved to Atlanta, I was waiting tables at this restaurant, and John Hamm was shooting this movie down the street. He would always come by after shooting, and 
hang out with a director or one of the actors on the patio. And after he drank all the Budweiser we had, I asked him for a picture and the other servers were like, yeah, go on, do it. And they were doing it as well. So I thought it was okay. And let me tell you, I've never seen someone so pissed to take a picture. He was just so bothered. The next day, our manager had a talk with us. Wow. Saying that John Hamm would no longer be taking pictures with servers or wow. anyone. <laughs> they named this the TJ policy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. When I lived in Atlanta, my celebrity sighting, well, I had a few because they were always filming nearby, but I went to a restaurant with my girlfriend and we didn't realize, but right next to us was Cameron Diaz. It wasn't until we departing and saying, okay, well, let's take a picture because we're going to miss each other kind of thing. And then we noticed her and then we turned around like, oh, and she must have thought that we wanted to get a picture of her in the background, like do the sneak photo. Yeah. And we're like, we're not trying to do that. We just happened to <laughs> notice you at the time that we pulled the camera out. So she kind of ducked under her menu, which is kind of weird. <laughs> just so happens we weren't interested in taking the picture, but she thought we were. I, I could see how she might have gotten confused, but... <laughs> There's no reason for Cameron Diaz to act like she's famous. She hasn't been anything for six years, so... She's been taking on Cameron Diaz. I think the oh best celebrity encounters are the ones where you know that they went back to their friends later that day and are like, look, I met the craziest person. <laughs> exactly. I was in London and I was sitting down talking to my boss. It's a couch at a cool little restaurant. He's sitting next to me and there's space right behind me for two other people to sit. I feel that two people just sat down. My boss, <laughs> who is facing that way, says to me, Debbie, oh my God. She said, Gwen Stefani and Gavin Ross just sat next to you. And I did not look over there. Like, it would be nothing if I just gave a profile, if I did a glance. I never, my neck was even stiff from just not ever looking over there. That's really funny. Last week, we had our friend Abigail Williams on this show, and she Uh went on a diatribe about kids shows and she was very passionate about a children's program called tumble leaf she absolutely loved it and Mm -hmm. was wanting to write a letter to the producers about it being canceled and in the conversation i challenged tj to watch it and you took me up on that yeah so tumble leaf is an animated show on amazon prime for preschoolers created by the emmy award-winning animator Drew Hodges, and it lasted for four seasons, pretty mm-hmm. long run time. But features this blue fox named Fig, his pet caterpillar who lives in a barrel on his arm, and there's a pink bear named Maple, and a brown hedgehog named Hedge, where it started to get lazy with the names. Let me say, the animation is a lot better than what I saw as a kid. It's super colorful, Pixar-like, and it's set on a shipwreck. It's very dreamlike, and the imagery is fantastic. And with all that being said, I have to say, I did have a few qualms with the first episode I saw. Um, I think it was enough to have an overall opinion Mm -hmm. for this show. We open on a beach shipwreck with a tree growing out of it, which doesn't make sense because the ship is on a pile of rocks, and trees don't grow out of rocks, as we know. (laughs) We're not off to a great start. 
Then there's like this crab sporting overalls and a wooden prosthetic claw, which is great. And he pulls out this lobster cage from the sea, which is kind of a symbol of their own oppression, in my opinion. And then there's a blue fox that runs out to the balcony. And there's these keys hanging on branches, which is not a great place to keep them. You know, the keys are like very hard to find anyway. Then he like finds these coins in a treasure chest and then runs barefoot on the ship's old wooden floors, just asking for splinters. Oh, and get this, the chickens who work in the kitchen do not speak the same language. All they do is cluck and the whole thing just it doesn't look great, in my opinion. Um, his friend Maple arrives in her little hot air balloon and she interrupts his breakfast and proceeds to drown his pancakes in maple syrup as if our nation doesn't already have a child obesity problem. They can make play with the coins they found and throw them into a wishing well as if you know our economy is so great and everything. And then they play until nighttime as if predators don't exist. Then they venture out to the beach where they disturb these clams who have that condition the Joker had in that movie and they continuously laugh for no reason. And then they harass them all night and it's really weird, and I think they're just all mentally unstable. Then the following day, the crab pulls out the flashlight from the lobster cage and throws it onto the ship where Fig finds it, and then Fig's friend Hedge comes along, you know, the hedgehog, and then they head into the cave in the woods, and Hedge is like, no, I don't think it's a great idea, and Fig is like, come on, you wuss, let's go, and he peer pressures them into going... And so then they like go into the cave and they discover crystals, which is great. And they discover the concept of shadows, which I didn't think was something to learn as a child. Overall, I give Tumbleleaf three out of five stars. It lasted more than Freaks and Geeks. It wasn't very 2020, if you ask me. It didn't age well. <laughs> no. A lot not happened yet. in that episode. That was a very complex pilot. Hey, it really exactly. was. Do you think it deserved to be canceled? I think it had a great run. I don't think it should have gone five seasons. Okay. You're not going to help Abigail petition for more seasons, I'm gathering. Definitely not signing the petition. <laughs> Debbie, you have a, a couple of itty-bitties. Are there any yeah. shows you really like watching with your kids? I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old, and the older one is picking what we watch. I feel bad for the three-year-old because when the older one was three, she was able to watch the really kiddie shows. What she's watching now, it gets more interesting because sometimes my husband and I are like, this is a bop. She'll watch My Little Pony and they'll have some really good songs. Like Sia sings a song, Rainbow, that's bomb. They have a lot of, you know, fun songs. She watches something called Miraculous. I get into it too. It's actually originally French that's dubbed in English. The main characters, they're secret superheroes. When they change, they are very stylish. Originally, it was supposed to be for younger kids. And the producers discovered that sort of tweens and teens, like high school students, are into it. And so they started changing the plot around. So My Little Pony, Miraculous are two favorites. I like the songs in The Lion Guard, too. It's really cute. Well, Debbie, sounds like you have a lot of fun with your kids. As I mentioned, Debbie is a YA author. She was on the show last year. You might remember her when her book, Truly Madly Royally, came out. That was inspired by the relationship of Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Debbie, have you considered a sequel considering Megxit? Some readers are asking for a sequel in light of her now. Back to being a Southern Cali girl. 
that even could be a whole different book in itself. It would be fun to explore. My book is about the teenage versions of them. It's not Megan and Harry, but it's inspired by them, definitely. They will be going on to college, so the sequel will maybe be about that. And also, there was a secondary couple that had an interesting sort of love story in the book, and so I would love to explore how that goes. But no plans thus far. I have another YA book coming next year that is like my big fat Greek wedding for prom. You also came out with a series about a middle schooler named Hope, Project Middle School, and then uh, Project Anal Rescue just came out in April. And you've been collaborating with Alyssa Milano on these. How's it been working with Alyssa Milano, who I love? Oh, growing up watching her on TV, and I love Charm. I watch it with my mom every day after school. We work with Eric Keyes. He's an animator for The Simpsons and Futurama and Recess, and he is the illustrator for Hope and Hope is a middle grade series. Last week in our versus battle, we did Usher versus TLC, which I thought was a great battle. It was a lot of fun. We've had some really great feedback online. And so if you guys have any thoughts on that Usher versus TLC battle, definitely email us or message us on Facebook. I love hearing people fight with us on who should have won, who was the better one. I will say I've been listening to a lot of Usher this week. I haven't listened to any TLC since we did the show, except for No Scrub comes on at work a lot. Usher, he's like fine china, classic, timeless. You want to pull it out at dinner. I don't know. I've never owned china, so I really don't know how this metaphor works. (laughs) But all I want to say is that I really like him a lot, and everyone does, and you should too. And George, you're acknowledging that I picked the better versus person. That's a tough one to pick. TLC, where it's all about... Girl Empowerment, oh my goodness, I loved them. And they helped me with my popularity because we did do a dance to No Scrubs at a high school. (laughs) It was awesome. But uh, the glory days gone. (laughs) This week's going to be a really tough battle. Uh, Uh, In this week's battle, we're picking for each other. And Alex... I picked for you someone that I know you like and someone I really wanted to see you stand for. I picked for you, Rihanna. Oh, my gosh. I'm still gathering myself because I don't think you guys understand how much I love Rihanna. I have a whole fantasy celebrity family that consists of Michelle Obama is my oldest sister, Lauren London, Taraji P. And I'm the baby of the family. Beyonce is one of our cousins, and Rihanna is one of our God family members or something. I don't know. I love her so much. She hits all of these emotions for me in her music. It was an emotional journey picking these songs. You could pick anybody you wanted uh-huh. for me to go up against Rihanna. And who did you pick for me? I decided you're going to get Beyonce. Because what you're not going to do <laughs> is torture me with a hit queen like Rihanna. And I asked you when you told me this, I was like, are you sure? Because that's one of the few people I thought that could beat Rihanna. I'm so confident Beyonce could whoop Rihanna in this battle that I have given Beyonce a handicap, which we'll discuss later. I'm interested to hear more about this. I think PJ's dancing determines who the real winner is. So we're going to see. I got some stuff for you, TJ, okay? A lot of these selections came with you in mind. (laughs) You're playing to the judges this week. All right, so TJ and Debbie, you guys are the judges. Here's our categories this week before we jump into the game. Our first category is their first hit, something to put them on the map. The second song we picked this time was a deep cut. 
It's a song that we love of theirs that's not a single, like a B-side song. Third is a collaboration. Fourth is our personal favorite. And fifth is the song that makes them a legend. So I'm going to start. We met Beyonce when she was in Destiny's Child. It's really hard to break out from a girl group. She did Austin Powers and showed us that she wants to be an actress. So then she came out with her first album, and her first hit was a collaboration with her husband, Jay-Z. The song was Crazy in Love. iconic it was a legendary song we got a legendary dance move from that but i would like to challenge you all with another song robin rihanna fenty in 2005 she debuted with her first single from her album music of the sun pwned a replay one of my favorite songs to work out to pwned a replay yo this party is locked still more time? The music's too low. I'll make him turn it up. That's a That's great song. That's the island flavor, yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right, judges, who's got it? Yeah. Debbie? Um. Oh, my goodness. That was tough, guys. Judges always have to say that, right? Sorry, I love them both, but I'd have to give it to Crazy in Love. I'd have to go with Pone Replay. There's that part in the song <laughs> where it goes like, dun, 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 dun. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that's a good song. That's the time. Okay. All right, before we get into the next round, let me explain something. Picking four or five hits of Beyonce's was so hard. She has four or five hits per album. She has four or five hits per year, right? So it was really tough to whittle this down. So many epic songs. I couldn't decide, but you know, as much as I like Beyonce and as much as I think she is the pop singer of our generation, uh-huh. I really saw her as an artist. When in 2016, she came out with Lemonade. Mm -hmm. And she processed all that hurt and all that anger and all that pain into one of the the best albums I've ever heard in my life. It is a masterpiece. The handicap I'm giving Miss Beyonce is for the rest of the competition, I'm only picking songs from Lemonade. Okay. For our deep cut, I'm going with maybe my favorite song from the album. It was never released as a single. But it's awesome. She collaborated with The Weeknd. The song is Six Inch. She murdered everybody and I was a witness. She works for the money. She works for the money from the start to the finish. And she worth every dollar. She worth every dollar. And she worth every minute. She worth for the money. She worth for the money. She worth for the money. Wow. That song gets me every time. I saw all of y'all mm. moving. Uh, Alex, you're making it green over there. Mood. That was a whole mood. 
I cannot lie, but since we're in the spirit of moods and setting a vibe for how we feel, I have to play a song, a deep cut from one of my favorite albums. This is from my unapologetic phase in life. And I picked from the unapologetic album, Fresh Out the Runway, because I want us to just feel fly, fresh, and free. So, Fresh Out the Runway, y'all. Oh my gosh. These two queens. Yeah, we're not right making here? this easy on you guys. Goodness. It is hard. The immensity of Rihanna in fashion and her cut about fashion, which is a bop, I think I'm going to give that to Rihanna. What about you, <laughs> I have to go with, yeah, Beyonce on this one. I know I got it with this one. I'm ready. Collaboration from Lemonade. She collaborates with Kendrick Lamar on oh. Freedom. Wow. Open correctional gates in high desert. Yeah. Open our mind as we cast away oppression. Yeah. Open the streets and watch our beliefs. And when they call my name inside the concrete, I pray it forever. Freedom, freedom, I can't move. It's been popular during these protests that are taking place currently. That is one of my favorite songs. It's an iconic song, and I don't like that you did that to me, but that's okay because I'm appealing to the fun, flirty kids out there. Okay. I remember okay. my fun, flirty summer of 2011. I give you guys What's My Name featuring Drake. I heard you good with them soft lips. Yeah, you know word of mouth. The square root of 69 is a sum, right? Cause I've been trying to work it out. Ah, good white wine. Uh, I come alive in the nighttime. Yeah, okay, away we go. Only thing we have on is the radio. Oh, let it play. Say you gotta leave, but I know you wanna stay. You just waiting on the traffic. Yeah, I like the red hair phase, and I like watching them dancing together. I love that. That yeah. was a oh. moment. Drake is no Kendrick Lamar, and we all know that. But we'll let the judges decide. Debbie, what do you say? <laughs> okay, okay, wow. Yes, that Rihanna hit was a moment that I liked a lot. But I will have to do it for the people, do it for the culture. That was huge. Beyonce, when she's angry, is powerful, too. My only qualm with freedom granted it's like a great song is that i wouldn't have chosen kendrick for that song because it's supposed to be so moving and symbolic and i would have chosen another really great vocalist for that song you want beyonce mm-hmm. and jennifer hudson to do that song together it's trying to blow the speakers out yeah exactly i don't want to laugh at you because i want your vote I'm <laughs> not getting it. It's going to Rihanna. <laughs> 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 it's a tie. It's a tie. It's a tie. 
I don't think freedom deserved a rap chord. I think sustain that note over that whole freedom, freedom. Yeah. Like Jennifer going, ah! As yeah. As Next is our personal favorite. And this is when Beyonce dropped Lemonade. She drops the whole album as a surprise. And she has a video album. Every song has a video. It all felt like cohesive it told the story from beginning to end and the song that just got me because the video is so amazing was sorry good it's black and white you've got serena williams looking fierce as hell the sexiest i've ever seen her look and and that's the song that ends with her going you better call becky with the good hair oh my we spent the rest of the year trying to figure out who becky was that's great and everything but my girl rihanna too went through some things in life Mm -hmm. and i don't want to bring up the incident with her and chris brown but that was part of her history and after that came out an album by the name of rated r when rihanna had to let y'all know she had no f's to give um i give you guys rude boy rude boy boy is your big enough take it take it This round is these songs. Yeah. I remember the sorry video too. They're like all in the bus. Oh my gosh, that was a good one. Uh, so remember Rude Boy where she was not the different colors? You yeah, but remember I, when yeah. SNL did the sorry video about Melania? You loved that too. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yo, um gosh. I love when we stump the judges, George. I know, I know. This is a good round. I love Sorry. Love mm. that song. And I love how Beyonce just like switches up her style. She does not sing predictably. Like, you know, we've come to know what Beyonce's chops are about, sure, but then she'll come up with a song and she'll maybe sneak sing it instead of like belt sing it mm-hmm. or maybe do a little rap. And then Rihanna with Rude Boy is like an anthem. It's just kind of like woman saying she's like girl power. Like, I got this. I know what I want. And it has an island flavor, which always takes me back to growing up. And I'm an island girl. And if it's just purely this song, I would say sorry. Okay. Okay. You had me on the edge there. 
Come on here, rude boy, boy, boy. Don't give it up. No, 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 no. Oh, man. That's a good one. I like that. I have to go with rude boy. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tag. Yo. Oh, man. All right. All right. It comes down to the last song, like always. They're legend. And Beyonce has so many songs she'll be known for, right? They're going to make a musical with just Beyonce music one day. But I think Beyonce's greatest legend, her anthem, again, from Lemonade, is Formation. I'm so reckless when I rock my Givenchy dress. I'm so possessive, so I rock his rock necklaces. My daddy Alabama, mama Louisiana. You mix that Negro with that Creole, make a Texas Bama. That song is so epic. She sang it at Coachella. She had the drum majors. um, Come on, ladies, let's get information. Like, it is Mm. so, so good. I can't imagine what Rihanna has to compete with that. That song is definitely a call to action. I will say that she asked us to get information. That's what she really is telling us. Like, she's saying get information, but she's telling us to get information. So Beyonce was very clever with that. The song I chose, if it loses to formation, that's fine. But I picked this song because it's close to my heart for all of those times that we go through toxic moments and tumultuous ups and downs in relationships that you find a way to make it through. The visuals for this song were insane. This video was directed by the iconic Melina Mm. Matsuka, who directs Insecure, who was the director of Queen and Slim. So Mm -hmm. crazy visuals. I also picked this song because it was on the Billboard Hot 100 for 10 weeks. And it featured one of my favorite DJs, Calvin Harris. I'm presenting to you, We Found Love. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. Oh, man. I love that song, but sometimes I feel like it builds and builds and builds and never, like, like it never goes anywhere, and that's my only (laughs) problem with that song. Otherwise, I think it's fantastic. All right, judges, what do you say? Rihanna or Beyonce? Uh, What do you say, TJ? I don't know. I love both of those songs so much. Got hot sauce in my bag. I remember when Hillary Clinton said she had hot sauce in her bag. At first, I didn't know the Beyonce reference, and I thought Hillary Clinton was telling people she had hot sauce in her bag. I was like, okay, random. She almost lost my boat off of that, but that's a whole other story. But that was real. She's country, she's from Arkansas, and takes her hot sauce places. That was her being genuine and trying to fit into the moment, and that was always the problem with Hillary, right? Even though she's being authentic, people are like, "Mm, you're trying too hard. And she's like, no, no, I'm from Arkansas, dude. 
Okay, but what song, y'all? I'm trying to distract y'all because I can't pick well, a song. I, I, I will have to say, Alex, if you had picked, it better have my money. Oh my god! <laughs> um, formation level that one song. And so I'm gonna go with formation on that yeah. uh, on that route. Awesome, okay. awesome. Okay. I love a good club song. I gotta go with Rihanna on this one. Woo! Five Crazy. rounds of tie. Oh, that's crazy. It's hard to pick between those two queens. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. No, you were right. You were right. Beyonce could definitely stand up to Rihanna. And I'm with you. I was torn on some of those myself. That was That's maybe the hardest battle we've ever done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This was. Yeah. This has been another episode of The Funniest People I Know. Thank you so much to our special guest, Debbie Rigaud. Debbie, it was so good to have you on. Thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me. I had the best, best time. Yay! And I really enjoyed this, and I love the show, guys. I'm a fan, and, you know, George, I love you. Make sure to follow Debbie on Twitter, at Debbie Rigaud. That's D-E-B-B-I-E-R-I-G-A-U-D. Keep an eye out for her next book, Hope Project Class President, available in October. It's going to be great. We record for the Georgia Radio Reading Service. Thank you to our producer, Jane Boynton, who edits the show. If you're enjoying the show, please review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and share it with a friend. We're trying to spread the word. You can email us at funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at funniestpeopleiknow. Y'all have a funny week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>